Welcome to the Akatink Unitarian Universalist Church and our live stream worship service. It is good to be here with you on this Sunday morning. I am Reverend Pippin Whitaker, your minister. Akatink UU Church is a welcoming and inclusive community that seeks to create a more just and compassionate world through our actions to bring about justice and by honoring the web of nature of which we are all a part. All are welcome here. No matter whom you love, no matter your identity or heritage, no matter your beliefs or background, no matter your means or your gifts, you are welcome here in this religious community. And you are also welcome to share in our virtual coffee hour after the worship service. You can find the link in the, to the coffee hour in your online order of service, in the chat box at the end of worship, and in your this week email. Or you can email info at akatinkuu.org to get the link. I now introduce you to our worship associate for today, Jim Gerard. I'm Jim Gerard, your worship associate, and I invite you to uh, close all your apps and devices, take a deep breath, and center yourself for worship. If you're new to Akatink, please be sure to reach out to me, our minister, Reverend Pippin or a member of the board. Contact information is posted on our website at www.akatinkuu.org. On that website, you can check the online order of service on the worship section of the webpage. And while you're on the webpage, be sure to check our events page for upcoming virtual gatherings and other news. It's not easy to deliver these messages, but I appreciate the reminder of the generosity and the creativity of this congregation. What is most important is that this congregation stays together, supporting one another as you are doing now more than ever. I hear of people reaching out, sending each other cards. This is a beautiful thing, and this community will keep doing that. And this community is also reaching out to support the wider group of people out in the wider world who needs help. This is a meaningful, thriving religious community, and I have no doubt that we will continue to be strong on into the future. Yes, we have challenges ahead, and yes, there are ways you can help, but we will persist. We are at a threshold, and this month, we are exploring thresholds. And so let us sit with this idea today. Let us consider the thresholds at which we are waiting in our lives as a community and as individuals. Some are good thresholds and some are worrisome. How can we sense what threshold to cross? Where do we find the strength and skill to cross? And what support and encouragement do we need? Come, let us worship. I will light our chalice while Jim reads our chalice lighting words. I'm reading Thresholds by Reverend L.A. McRae. As we light this chalice on the shorelines of life, gathered as one at thresholds unknown, Surrendering to the mystery and blessing that surely awaits as we dispel fear 
and call forth love, light, and peace, crossing over the threshold together as one. When I first learned of the real Mother's Day, it came as a disappointment, but it grew into an inspiration. In 1870, a Unitarian poet and author named Julia Ward Howe wrote an essay called An Appeal to Womanhood Throughout the World, and it would later become called the Mother's Day Proclamation. Howe was an abolitionist and a suffragist. She advocated for an end to slavery and for women's right and responsibility to contribute to public and political life. And out of her conviction that women should help govern the world and her hope that women could call humanity to peace, she wrote these words. She wrote these words in reaction to the gruesome American Civil War and in the midst of the Franco-Prussian War. Her words are worth remembering. And let us hear the full essay now. Again, in the sight of the Christian world, have the skill and power of two great nations exhausted themselves in mutual murder. Again, have the sacred questions of international justice been committed to the fatal mediation of military weapons. In this day of progress, in this century of light, the ambition of rulers has been allowed to barter the dear interests of domestic life for the bloody exchanges of the battlefield. Thus men have done, thus men will do. But women need no longer be made a party to proceedings which fill the globe with grief and horror. Despite the assumptions of physical force, the mother has a sacred and commanding word to say to the sons who owe their life her suffering. That word should now be heard and answered to as never before. Arise then, Christian women of this day. Arise all women who have hearts. Whether your baptism be that of water or of tears, say firmly, we will not have great questions decided by irrelevant agencies. Our husbands shall not come to us reeking with carnage for caresses and applause. Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them of charity, mercy, and patience. We, women of one country, will be too tender of those of another country to allow our sons to be trained to injure theirs. From the bosom of the devastated earth, a voice goes up with our own, and it says, disarm, disarm. The sword of murder is not the balance of justice. Blood does not wipe out dishonor, nor violence vindicate possession. As men have often forsaken the plow and the anvil at the summons of war, let women now leave all that may be left of home for a great and earnest day of counsel. Let them meet first as women to bewail and commemorate the dead. And let them then solemnly take counsel with other with each other as to the means whereby the great human family can live in peace. Man as the brother of man, each bearing after his own kind, the sacred impress, not of Caesar, but of God. In the name of womanhood and of humanity, I earnestly ask 
that a general congress of women without limit of nationality may be appointed and held at some place deemed most convenient and at the earliest period consistent with its objects to promote the alliance of the different nationalities, the amicable settlement of international questions, the great and general interests of peace. Julia Ward Howe spoke as a Christian and in the gendered language of her time but let us hear what she asked for. She hoped that women, if given a voice and gathered together, that they would call the world to a threshold of peace. She was imagining the world of compassion and from the other side of that threshold, showing us all why we should and how we might cross that threshold from carnage to peace. In 1872, Howe asked for the celebration of a Mother's Day of Peace to occur on the 2nd of June every year. But this did not happen, not as she hoped for. Today, Mother's Day honors mothering more broadly in our lives, and rightly so. For many of us, though, it is a complicated holiday. On this day, let us remember what Julia Ward Howe first asked of us. And whether we consider ourselves to be parents or children or siblings, and however we identify, and whatever our relationships to young people or our biological equipment, let us ask, can we hear Hal's call? And how do we all need to hold each other to that? What do you need to answer such a call? May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Let us remember to be gentle with our mental well-being. I invite you into a time of meditation and prayer. With that sense of gentleness, let us also be grateful for mental health when we experience it, not to take it for granted and to be supportive of one another when our mental health is challenged. During this time of pandemic, I've talked to many of you. You must know you're never alone. There are many people who've experienced the toll on their mental well-being. Please know that you can reach out in confidence. This community is here to help in times of illness, no matter what the source of that illness is. Let us be aware that there is stigma about mental health in our society and make a conscious effort to dismantle that stigma, affirming each person's worth despite whatever physical or emotional or psychological or economic or any other challenge there is to their well being. We all have challenges, and each person is the bearer of inherent worth and dignity. Today is also, as you may know, Mother's Day. Let us, let's take a moment because my heart is aching for the mother of Ahmaud Arbery and for all the mothers of children with black and brown skin who are scared and angry 
and simply hoping for a world that will treat their children with even the most basic fairness. Let us pray and let us promise to help make that world happen for our children and for everyone's children. On this widely celebrated holiday, which is happy for some and sad for others, I invite you to take this day as a time to honor all of the mothering in your life. Whether you think of yourself or whether you think of a person who adopted you or gave birth to you. Whether the mothering you received came from the person called your mother or from somewhere else. And whether you received the mothering you needed in life or whether you had to learn to mother yourself. For all the mothers, I offer us this blessing by Reverend Linda Susan Ulrich. For all the mothers and mother figures, the grandmothers, aunts, and extended family members, the soon-to-be mothers, the wish-they-were mothers, the never-wanted-to-be mothers, the it's-complicated mothers, the birth mothers, the foster mothers, the adoptive mothers, the stepmothers, the used-to-be dad mothers, and the more-than-one mom mothers, the single mothers, separated mothers, stay-at-home mothers, unhoused mothers, the grieving mothers, those who grieve their mothers, and those whose grief is complex. For all the communities that mother, and for all who depend on the great mother, you are held, and you are beloved. Amen. This is a reading entitled, For a New Beginning, by John O'Donohue. In out-of-the-way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you are ready to emerge. For a long time, it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness growing inside you, noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety and the gray promises that sameness whispered, heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent, wondered, would you always live like this? Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground, your eyes young again with energy and dream, a path of plentitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning. That is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure, holding nothing back. Learn to find ease and risk. Soon you'll be home in a new rhythm where your soul senses the world that awaits you. John O'Donohue said, then the delight when your courage kindled. And out you stepped onto new ground, a path of plentitude opening before you. This is the attitude of a loving parent or a good friend 
or any compassionate presence who finds joy simply in you becoming you. This is the beauty of crossing a threshold that you are meant to cross. You and those who love you find exponential joy. But for the one who must do the crossing, there is almost always trouble before the joy. It's true. The first time you tried to ride a bike alone or the first time you tried to roll a wheelchair alone, I imagine there was a mountain of uncertainty. I remember my first time riding a bike without training wheels. And here was my logic. I thought, I could fall. I could get a scrape. I could bleed. In fact, I don't really need to do this. Walking is better. I don't really even want to ride a bike. O'Donohue describes the place where we sit before the threshold, emptiness growing inside, unable to leave what you had outgrown, playing with the seduction of safety. We can resist the threshold. On the precipice of something new and great, the unknown brings risk and fear. And so like a lonely person at a dance, we might choose to sit it out. On the bike though, my dad was in the background encouraging me. He believed in me. And eventually I did it. I heard his voice in my heart and under my breath I said, I can do this. And that's when I learned to encourage myself through the threshold. I surprised him when he got home from work. I'm still not a big biker, by the way, but I can pedal. Having someone there who knows that this thing you are waiting at, that this thing is good for you and who believes in you and your ability to do it is a wonderful gift. It's a gift that can come from anyone, this gift that some call mothering or parenting or nurturing, but eventually we all must mother ourselves through the threshold. I invite you to take this moment and reflect on where your next threshold lies. Take a breath and center yourself where you sit. Maybe place your hand on your heart. Are you pausing somewhere in your life? Afraid of a scrape if you dare try? Take another breath. Is there a habit or way of being that you have outgrown? Are you held back by the seduction of safety despite a longing to move on? What is the threshold you want to cross? And now, Search your mind and heart. Who can be the person on the other side 
to encourage you? Can you encourage yourself? From the bottom of my heart, I hope your spirit dances across that threshold. Perhaps your threshold was graduation or perhaps moving to a new home to live alone or to live with another person or to live in a more assisted facility. Perhaps your threshold is about learning a new skill like cooking or biking. Perhaps your threshold is changing a job or a career or retiring. Perhaps it's declaring publicly who you are in a way that hasn't been fully seen. Whatever the threshold, may you feel the encouragement that you deeply need. And may you arrive at this deep knowing that at some point in mothering, the person who is encouraging you and telling you you can do this hard thing, they let you do it. And in that moment, you must repeat those words of encouragement by heart. In that moment, you mother yourself. And so on this Mother's Day, I pray for you to receive the encouragement you desire and also for your power to mother yourself through whatever threshold it is that you need to cross. May all the mothers and all the mothering give you a blessing to cross. I pray for this for each of us on our journeys and for all of us together. For all of us, because I sense this world we are in, that we are in a moment of threshold, unable though to find out which threshold to lean towards. This pandemic is challenging each of us and all of us in new ways, each of us struggling, but all of us watching as some struggle more than others. I'm reminded that Julia Ward Howe attempted to mother the world towards a new threshold. In the wake of the brutal civil war and amid the Franco-Prussian war, Howe imagined peace. And she called on all, on all women, at least, to leave the seduction of safety in their roles in order to demand peace. Though the world did not follow her, I do wish it had. So let us take this moment and reflect on where our next threshold lies together. Take that breath again and wonder where are we pausing in our collective life? Wonder if together we act more justly and compassionately, is there a way that no one goes hungry or without shelter or without medical care? What scrapes and bumps do we fear from that? Is it economic scrapes? Or does it just seem impossible? What have we outgrown? 
I wonder what sense of safety seduces us. Or are we ready to mother ourselves through the threshold made more pressing by this challenging time? A threshold we can still hardly articulate. As I said in my blog, it's hard to know what our future holds because we live in a moment full of thresholds. It's as though we are poised in a small high place with openings all around and each threshold is just waiting for the world to fall into it. And together, we have the power to help tip our world towards one threshold or another. Some thresholds hold great promise. There is an increasing awareness of needs for equity and justice and, growing a, and a growing and deepening sense of commitment to one another. A desire to make our human societies fairer to one another and more sustainable for all life on this precious planet. And some thresholds are worrisome, failed safety nets, and the most vulnerable people being the least protected. And now a rhetoric of expendable lives to save an economy? A rhetoric that is based on a false dichotomy since we have no reason to think that losing more lives or spreading disease will help an economy. And with the perceived scarcity of resources, we are also seeing images and words of anger seeking a home through nationalism and exclusionary rhetoric and symbolism. Some thresholds lead to division and violence. So let us indeed be wary of some thresholds. Who then can mother us through this time? Who can call us from the other side and tell us this is what is good and encourage our healthy risk across this scary threshold? Like many people who grow without the mother that they deserve, we must now imagine the voice from the other side. As Unitarian Universalists, we listen for a voice that delights in the dignity of each individual and that celebrates the ability of each to care for all in an interdependent web. These are our principles. So we can have faith that moving towards care for basic needs and inclusion versus exclusion, these are the bountiful directions. And now how do we muster our energy to move through them? John O'Donohue said, though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Hold nothing back and learn to find ease in risk. As we sit poised at many thresholds, we can ask ourselves this question. What adventure of compassion could everyone delight in? With many possibilities before us, let us lean away from exclusionary rhetoric and lean towards the glints of love peeking through. Let us hold nothing back and become the helpers that we long to be. Seek to help those who are hurting and seek help yourself when you need it, no matter what others will think. Yes, there is fear and confusion on this side of the threshold, but I assure you this. Together, 
we can do this. We are strong enough together to cross this threshold. We can comfort one another. We can heal our wider communities. And in doing so, we can even transform our world. Though our destination is not yet clear, let us listen for the voice that we long for. Let us learn to encourage ourselves and let our spirits dance across the threshold of compassion. Amen and blessed be. And now we extinguish our chalice. Though we extinguish this flame, we carry within us the light of inspiration, the warmth of compassion, the fire of commitment. Let this shine in our lives and share radiantly out in the world. Jim will lead us in our community blessing. I invite you to join me in our community blessing with the words of David Bumbo that are on the screen. This church is dedicated to the proposition that behind all our differences and beneath all our diversity, there is a unity that makes us one and binds us forever together in spite of time, death, and the space between the stars. We pause now in silent witness to that unity. Let us take these ideas and these lessons of Mother's Day to encourage ourselves, to encourage you to cross the thresholds that you must cross bravely. Let us give thanks for the mothers, all of our courageous mothers in our lives, in whatever shape and form they came, the people who encouraged us and loved us into being who we are. It is with deepest gratitude that I say, thank you, mom. Happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you in each and every precious way that you have mothered in this life. May you have the courage. May you have the encouragement to soar. Blessed be and amen. <laughs>